Welcome to the Wilton Report, your local real estate market update with Josh Wilton, respected real estate agent, broker, consultant, and co-owner of Queenston Realty in Princeton, New Jersey. Each week on the Wilton Report, Josh Wilton takes a deep dive into the research and analysis to provide you with the insider real estate information you need to buy and sell faster and smarter. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest edition of the Wilton Report. My name is Josh Wilton. I'm a broker and co-owner of Queenston Realty here in Princeton. And uh, just about every week, every other week, we bring you the latest and the greatest as to what is happening in the Princeton real estate market. So stay tuned. Pretty interesting topic today. Um, I don't know, eye-opening topic today, I think, in terms of available supply for uh, consumers in our market area. So we're going to kind of go very micro as to what's happening. Uh, but first, in addition to Queenston Realty, we also offer property management services. And you can check us out at PrincetonPropertyManagementServices.com. Love that company. It's growing and getting some great reviews from our customers. So thank you. So landlords, if you need help, we're here to help. Uh, Princeton Home Connections. This is a development company. We'll be launching this in November. This is a company that will be specializing in building ADUs in Princeton. And as a result of today's episode, you will see why the need for this product is here. It's real. And I would use the word, it's very acute. Uh, and for realtors who are thinking of slowing down a little bit and hanging up their license, we have a referral company called Queenston Referral Associates. So check that out if you're looking to put your license in a great referral program. So a couple of save the dates. So the, the next one, and by the way, thank you for everybody who came out to the Ivy Inn to support um, our charity event. It was a lot of fun. We raised just shy of 2000 bucks, but we had another 10 to 15 bags of donations for uh, the charity. So it was awesome. So we are doing a market update seminar. This is really a market research seminar. We go into a lot of macro and micro data here on uh, the podcast, the video cast. This will be even more so. We'll be focusing on Princeton, Greater Princeton, what's happening, strategies to buy, sell, invest. So if you're thinking of any of those things, if you're just curious, please feel free to be our guest. You can always text me for the link if you're watching this on YouTube on your screen. Uh, other than your phone, you can scan the QR code and register. But if you want the registration code, just shoot me a text um, anytime. For those of you who own real estate and are real estate investors already, and you're thinking of a 1031 exchange, we are hosting two 1031 exchange workshops in December. One is on December the 7th. One is on December the 9th. The 7th uh, is 6.15 p.m. The 9th is at 11 a.m. So we have two the same week. It's held or really hosted by David Gorenberg. He's a lawyer with a Cruet. Great, great lawyer, specializes in 1031s. So if you don't know much about it, if you're thinking about it, these are no-brainer. They are free. We'll, we'll, we'll send you the QR code or you can always text us for the Zoom link. We'll be doing it in Zoom and obviously in person uh, at 344 Nassau Street. So, and just as a reminder, um, you know, every time we sell a house, uh, myself or my immediate team, I'll be making a donation to the Rescue Mission of Trenton uh, in the name of my brother, Phil. That's a picture of Phil. Uh, he was surfing in Mexico on that photo. So uh, somebody had actually reached out from the last podcast um, and said, hey, you should share a picture of your brother. So 
This is a picture of my brother, Phil. I can share other ones as we go, but he did pass uh, of addiction and the rescue mission. That's what they deal with homelessness, which is obviously awful and addiction, which is maybe doubly awful. So uh, just keep that in mind. So today's topic is the missing middle. Um, and it's, again, it's pretty cute when you look at the numbers. And obviously I focus on the numbers because uh, emotion you can't spend, right? As they say. So all you have is the math. So this was an article by Planet Princeton. And if you're local to Princeton, you're thinking of moving to Princeton, you should follow Planet Princeton on social media. They have their own website. Uh, Crystal is a local reporter. She's excellent. And um, she did this article about 238 luxury apartment sites for Princeton Seminary on Route 206. I'm not here to talk about the development proposals for that. In the article, there was um, a quote that said the missing middle. Like these apartments are, we basically said they're great, but they don't address the missing middle, meaning middle class, right? And I'm thinking, well, what is middle class, number one? Because, you know, it's bandied about by politicians. I'm going to show you what New Jersey considers middle class. And number two, what can you buy? So every week I show you this last episode, which was three weeks ago. I'm a little behind. There was 45 homes for sale in Princeton. We're down to 43. So we're coming in at the end of the year, which inventory always dwindles. That being said, 43 is catastrophically low. This is under a million bucks. Um, not much under a million. One, two, three, four, five, nine. This is a house. You're not actually getting land. You're buying a structure and have to move it. Uh, Humber Place, that's actually a really good deal, I think, at 525. It's a single family in the borough. It needs a ton of work, but it's a great unit. Uh, North Harrison, these have offers, so they're technically not for sale uh, anymore. Brick House, Quarry, same thing. It's in the borough. The old borough needs a lot of work, but it's a single family with potentially an ADU lot on it, right? Um, and then Henry, which is a single family, uh, was reduced from the 900s to 875, still overpriced. It's only two bedrooms. We Chief is not built. It's to be built. And 1073 Prince and Kingston Road, it's on a busier part of PK Road. Beautiful house, Lakeview, but again, not for everybody. So not a lot for sale. So let's go to the facts. So gobankingrates.com. I actually got this quote from New Jersey 101.5, not endorsing them. Matter of fact, I find it to be a very irritating radio station. However, they do have some pretty good data. So a two-person middle-class income range is 56 to 168. Four-person middle-class range is 86 to 257. Three-person middle-class, this is New Jersey specific, by the way. 70 to 211. So that's like, this is 2018. So it's a little bit dated, but interestingly, I couldn't find anything more recently. So that's again from Go Banking Rates, which was on New Jersey 101.5. Definitely not an endorsement. I find the DJs irritating, but whatever. Um, but that's the math of what it means to be middle class in New Jersey. So keep in mind as I go through the math now, and if you're again listening to this on Spotify, Obviously, I always talk through the numbers. This one, just because there are a lot of charts and graphs on today's episode, you might want to check it out on YouTube at some point. There is a Spotify video version. I will be getting that in place in the next few weeks. But 50%, actually 51% of the market in Princeton is cash. So please keep in mind, as I'm walking through the following numbers, as a matter of fact, I just had a customer outbid this morning. They had an overpriced offer, waived the inspection, waived the appraisal. They got beat by a cash offer, right? Happens. So 
The other thing too is that New Jersey is um, doing extremely well for jobs, right? And number two, right, Mercer and Middlesex are the number one and number two job growth counties in the Northeast, right? So this is the Northeast, not just New Jersey, but like the Northeast, more than New York, more than parts of Connecticut, et cetera. So Mercer and Middlesex, massive job growth, which means population density, which means demand for housing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So self-fulfilling cycle. So this is Princeton, okay? So this chart, right? This very basic Google Sheet, not Excel, Google Sheet chart, my first Google Sheet presentation. This represents the annual volume of homes sold under a million dollars in Princeton. So what does that mean? It means that in 2012, there was 129 homes, single family homes, under a million dollars sold in Princeton. It peaked 2013, 2014 at 140 units, went down to 124 in 2018, which was a slower market year. Transaction volume just wasn't a great year. There were 90 under a million, jumped up to 118, 108, 114. 2022, 60. It went down by 60% from the peak in 2013. So the available number of homes that sold under a million in Princeton is down by 60%. So when you're debating, oh my God, ADUs are good or ADUs are bad, I would say ADUs are relatively critical right now for people looking to buy in Princeton, right? So this year, through the end of the third quarter, which is September 30th, there were only 36. 140 to 60. So even if you add another 20 by the end of the year, single family, by the way, not condo townhouse, single family, you'll still be under 60 for the year. So when you talk about the missing middle, it's missing, like it's gone, not here anymore. Now, this is the average price for a single family home under a million. In 2012, you can get a single family home under a million. And by the way, in 2012, I'd wager a fair amount of money. The average number of bedrooms was three, maybe three and change right? Fast forward today, average single family home in Princeton under a million is 833 year to date. But I guarantee you that the average number of bedrooms for that, and I'm sorry I didn't check it, but if anyone's interested, I will, is less than three. So tough spot to be in if you're a buyer. Um, just it's really, it's, it's acute. The housing shortage is real. It's acute. The numbers don't lie. So this chart is the number of homes, single family, that closed between 1 and 1.9999999 million from 2012 to 2023. So again, in 2012, there was 55, right? So if you go back, 2012, 2013, there was a fair amount of single family homes in Princeton under a million. There wasn't as many between 1 and 2 million, basically. So 55 in 2012, 2016, it went up to 106. 2021, it's up to 125. Last year, 118. So it's more than doubled. So as the number of homes and appreciation, scarcity, demand, jobs, all these things take hold in Princeton, prices are up, available supply for the middle to that gentleman's point in the Planet Princeton article is down 
acutely. I'm using that word a lot today, acutely, right? I'm not really sure what it means, but I think it means it's very acute. <laughs> so this year, year to date, it's down to 75. So again, uh, that's more just the inventory shortage that we're dealing with this year. But again, right, it's pretty tough. Now, this is a really, really telling graph. The 2 million plus market, right? So in 2012, 11 homes sold above $2 million, right? It peaked at 2021 at 36. Last year, the entire year, 33. We are already at 33, above 2 million closed through the end of September. So we will blow by the 2021 record of 36 closed homes above 2 million. So you talk about the missing middle, that gentleman's right. So Am I in favor of the seminary development? Yes. Am I in favor of the Thanet development by the shopping center? Yes. Uh, I am generally in favor of building more housing. I think it can be done green. I think it can be done with affordable housing in it, which is a bit of a no-brainer for the community, but I am in favor of it. But that being said, if you're not in favor of building more housing, what are you in favor of? I mean, just look at the math right? I mean, these are real questions. Obviously, you can follow me on social media, uh, Josh Wilton 71 on Instagram, Joshua Wilton on Twitter. Happy to debate you. Actually, I won't because I don't really care. But what I'm saying is, if you're not building more housing, what are we doing as a community? And it's, I'd say this is a problem. Like, it's a real problem. So this is the condo townhouse. This is still Princeton only. You could have bought a condo townhouse in 2012 for 516. Today, it's 862. That's pretty tough, but even more scary is this graph. So we are down to an acute low, I said it again, severe low of homes being sold in the condo townhouse segment because with price appreciation comes renters, investors. They're going to buy it and they're going to rent it. So I can pull up, and I'm happy to do that in a different episode, the number of investor-owned homes in Princeton, and I am not for limiting it. I'm not for limiting the market because it never seems to work. If you don't believe me, look what's happening in New York City where they're trying to manage the market. It doesn't work. Landlords pay the taxes. Landlords pay the upkeep. Hopefully, landlords take the risk. Landlords deserve the reward. But that being said, not a lot of new townhouses have been built in Princeton. Not a lot of new condos have been built in Princeton, right? Tough to buy. So that missing middle is missing out on housing. So let's jump over to West Windsor, right? Because West Windsor was historically and is comparatively less expensive than Princeton, right? Um, it's a bedroom community to New York, to Philly, has great schools. They're working on the downtown, they're working on the train station, all those things. They'll never, they, they will never have a Nassau Street, but they have good schools, good transportation, you know, good, good basic fundamentals good access to jobs, right? Which makes uh, housing desirable. So this is the average sold price in West Windsor. I mean, this is, it's doubled basically since 2012. In 2012, it was 526. Year to date, it's 918. I don't know, maybe just end the, end the, end the, end the podcast here, right? So West Windsor is built out, right? Has high demand, has great schools, has access to jobs, meaning both road and train transportation to the job centers, right? So guess what? Has high demand for housing, scarcity effect, 
it's gone up to 918. That's the whole single family home market in West Windsor. But again, what's concerning is the volume. The volume of homes is really low. You can see West Windsor was averaging 228, 260, 250, 240, 245. Last year, I'm sorry, three years ago, it jumped to 334 because in 2020, nothing sold because of COVID, but now we're down to 124. So again, if you're against development in West Windsor, right, it's just going to be a problem. Home prices will go up. It will become unaffordable. It presents its own set of issues. So before something be against it, but at least be informed as to why you are what you are. So the condo townhouse market at West Windsor. So let's talk about the middle, right? The middle class, 250. You could buy a condo or townhouse in West Windsor, three bedrooms. You could buy a villa home in Canal Point. You can buy a three bedroom in Colonnade Point. There's all these great condo and townhouse communities in West Windsor. In 2012, the average price was 353. Today it's 553. But remember, a lot of these are two bedrooms. So does that really address housing for families? And again, Families can be two parents, one kid, and a two-bedroom, no problem. But I'm just saying it's perhaps not realistic for the market area. People do it. People do it all the time. But I'm just saying it's a little bit tough. But again, the big picture is the lack of supply. So I know, you know, West Windsor tried to build townhouses. I know they get yelled at by current residents. I, I get all the arguments. I'm just saying you're pricing your next set of neighbors out of your neighborhood. That's basically what you're doing. And I think that is the definition of NIMBY. So this year, 37 year to date, three years ago, 99. So really dramatically lower um, the number of condos, condos and townhouses that have sold in West Windsor. So, you know, that's, that's the podcast today. I really was taken by the argument, the missing middle, and I really just wanted to look at what was happening, at least in Princeton, West Windsor. I could go on town by town. And I'll be honest, on November the 4th at 10.15, I will pretty much cover every town in Mercer County, inclusive of Franklin, which is Somerset, Montgomery, which is Somerset. We will go through the numbers much like I showed you today, town by town. We'll cover why, what's happening. We're going to actually cover, to an extent, uh, the schools, not that we're allowed to give school reports, but We'll show you what uh, people are looking at when they're making consumer buying decisions. So that is November the 4th at 10.15. If you uh, are watching this on YouTube, you can scan the QR code and register. If not, you can always shoot me a text at 609-577-6786. All are welcome. We will be doing it here at the office at 344 Nassau and or on Zoom. So that's it. I hope you guys are well. Thanks for tuning in to the latest edition of the Wilton Report. I am losing my voice a little bit and I will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for the Wilton Report. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please share it with your friends and be sure to subscribe to the Wilton Report on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, 